two things that I thought were really cool. First of all, edit your prompt and just go back, you know, mm. click, the, click the button, go in and re-edit it. And I went, oh, I didn't know I could do that. Then when I resubmit, I get the output and it's perfect. Hey everyone, this is Norm Ferrari, aka The Beard Guy here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about how to outsmart your competition with AI. What is generative AI? How should sellers think about prompting for images and how to change the e-commerce industry going forward? So welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Okay, like I said, today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects right now, and that's how to outsmart your competition with AI, e-commerce and generative AI. Our guest is the founder and CEO of ecomtent.ai. Max has spent over six years working at Amazon. He held a number of leadership roles, including, uh, including for the launch of Amazon Business B2B, which I don't think people take enough advantage of uh, in the UK and owning uh, customer browse and catalog quality for the launch uh, for Amazon in Singapore. So our first time guest and somebody I just met at the recent SellerCon event, uh, we're going to be welcoming, uh, welcoming Max Sinclair. But first, let's have a word from our sponsor. This episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by VAA Philippines. Looking for a high quality virtual assistant for your business? With the rigorous screening, intensive Amazon and Walmart training, and ongoing professional development, Get the peace of mind with skill and motivated virtual assistance for a long-term working relationship. Hire through VAA today. And now let's get back to the show. Oh, welcome, Max. Hello. Thank you for having me, Norm. Big, big time listen to the podcast for a while. So I'm, I'm excited to be on it. Finally. I'm, you know what? I'm so excited when I heard that you're going to be on today. Uh, this is such a hot topic. In fact, just before the, the uh, podcast, I was uh, uh, just asking you about a couple of things as well. So anyways, I love AI. I'm <laughs> right into it. I don't know enough about it, but I'm learning. I'm actually taking two courses, one more advanced than the other. But um, yeah, I just can't wait to get started. So am I. So am I. I'm also, I'm also refreshing, of course. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm with you on that. So let's just start. There's a lot of people, uh, and I don't know where they are, so I'm just assuming that there's going to be some new listeners here that have no clue. They've heard about it. What is it? What is generative AI, and why is it going to change the world? Sure. So I think when we're talking about AI, this, this is a key question, right? Because AI has been around since the 1950s. Um, it's certainly not new. It's in all of our phones. It's in all of our computers. But there's been two real big shifts that's happened um, over the last couple of years. The first one is a new type of model which has been developed, which is called a GAN or a Generative Adversarial Network. And what we have here, just to summarize it briefly, is you have one work network which is focused on creating, creating content similar to the content that's been trained on. So for in an e-content case, images, trained on a bunch of images, it can re reproduce images. And then you have a discriminator, which is looking at the generated content, 
and the original content and saying yes no yes no like is this a you know is this an original piece or not and the generator and the training gets so good that it can then generate content similar to its training but different based on the prompt that you give it and that's a that's a massive landmark that happened in in uh, in 2014 and it just started to become commercialized in 2022 and i think chat gpt um really was that kind of the forefront that brought this into everyone's imagination um so that's um that's a big shift that that's happened the second big shift has happened is just the size of the models, which have just been rapidly increasing. So taking that, taking that GPT for um, example, uh, GPT, the original one had a hundred million parameters. Uh, GPT-4 had a hundred trillion. And <laughs> to put that into context, a hundred million seconds is about three years and a hundred trillion seconds is three million years. So the 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 size of these models growth is, is substantial and there's actually a new technology that's come out in in these gans and that's why everyone is now talking about this and and why it's kind of impacting uh, e-commerce in, in so many different ways yeah i know when i was uh, first introduced to uh, chat gpt i was at a buddy's office and he goes oh you won't believe this check this out and all the, we were going oh wow uh, we were writing poems <laughs> <laughs> You know, it goes a little further than that. But that's where we were going. Oh, my God. It, just, it kind of reminds me about uh, back in the day. So I'm the old guy that actually plugged his phone into these 1,200 baud uh, modems and couldn't believe what he was seeing, you know, or seeing that image co come across. It took five minutes. Well, that's where we are right now. Like, we're thinking, wow, this is incredible. Mm -hmm. But wait a year to see where we are. Not like five years, but wait a year. I don't know where we're going to be, but this kind of leads me to something else. So most of the people that are on here are from the e-com industry, either uh, Amazon listeners or uh, Shopify, Walmart Marketplace. But how can you take this and use this for your e-com industry or niche? Sure. So I think there's a number of different ways that people are employing um, generative AI. Uh, right now so the first one and then also i'd love to talk about uh, maybe we can later like how it's going to be because i spend a lot of time thinking about what's happening i want to stay ahead of um the curve certainly with our business so yes. that's kind of a, a separate a separate one but right now um just to name a few um what like one of my favorite ones i've seen i used to be an account my first job uh at amazon was an account manager we used to have to write plan of actions uh for the sellers we managed it was it followed a particular format um it was a pain to get people unblocked as i'm sure you felt and, and your listeners felt a lot more you can write pretty good um kind of poas with with um with chat gpt and you can write even better plan of actions with models which have been specifically trained on amazon content like a free one called frequently.ai um which is chat gpt fine-tuned on amazon content to help you create stuff like that so and what was that called frequently frequently.ai i just put it in there yeah they um oh .ai. they um they fine-tuned um they fine-tuned chat gpt for amazon use cases um it's um you know i i know the founder is super interesting guy um so that that like that kind of content generation would be number one number two would be like um sentiment uh, analysis i think this is gonna grow more and more um but you can kind of plug in 
again using chat gpt look at um you know various asins and kind of summarize the listings and actually amazon launched this right amazon launched this kind of ai generated um listing review um i think it's in the u i think it's in the us i'm not sure like how how launched it is um but it's definitely coming and then the third one is it's a content creating creation creating uh text creating images creating infographics and that's kind of what we do at e-content uh we're all about creating um you know content optimized for the amazon use case yeah when uh we were at silicon and uh, we were sitting beside you and we were talking a bit and uh, you blew me away with your demo. Uh, and, you know, I hope that, that we might be able to even do a little uh, sharing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and just show. Now, unfortunately, we're going to have to describe this because uh, this is a podcast. And uh, yeah. most of the people see this or hear this on the podcast rather than on video. But I, I really would like to, to show okay. our listeners. I, I'm not known for being a particularly descriptive person, but I'm going to try my very best for, for your listeners. Um, so I will share my screen. Uh, share screen. And I'm going to share this screen. So this is the um, interface. And we've, um, we've got three, at the moment, we've got three separate interfaces. We've got one for generating images, one for generating infographics, and one for generating listings. Um, I'm going to take an example product uh, I know we're on the beard uh, beard podcast. So I've taken this beard oil. Uh, I remember you talking in in um, in Canada when I saw you uh, uh, kind of doing a talk then. I think you sell some kind of beard products. I couldn't find your specific one, unfortunately. <laughs> but I've taken I've taken this one. Um, it's just going slightly longer than normal, given the how much this um, streaming software is taking up my bandwidth. But then we can really. Um, We've trained two models, precise and creative. We won't get into that. I'll just generate two images for now. Um, and yeah, you can type in your prompt. So for example, bid oil on a table outside with um, a man with a bushy beard in the background or however you want to do it. And with generative AI, we, never, we, we don't really know what's going to come, but my fingers are crossed for, for something which is, um, which is good. Um, thank you, Amazon Elite. I, I appreciate that it's been recommended. <laughs> That's always good to know. Um, uh, and I think we're going to give away free access in today, so maybe maybe you'll get it for free. Um, not to give away the uh, giveaway. Um, I think you just did. <laughs> <laughs> but here we can see kind of this um, this result with the um, with the man and his bushy beard and 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 the beard oil um so 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 yeah uh, that's kind of the image generator tool that that um, that is amazing uh that does look like an image that you can uh put onto amazon and yeah. it looks realistic enough the placement looks nice um what about uh, i'm kind of curious and maybe i'm throwing you off sequence here but what about your infographics that's what yeah. i'm really interested in Sure, let me just uh, save the remove background version of this image. So I will go into the infographics and we are, we're, I don't know if you guys know what an auto GPT is. Again, so this is taking slightly longer than normal to, to load, but auto GPT um, basically can like take actions as, yes. um, and we've trained a mini one. So I'm gonna go and select a, we have all of these beautiful templates. Um, I will just use this first one for ease. 
I will then put in my product name, uh, which is, uh, I'll say, norms, good oil, and I'll take some descriptions, let's say, uh, good for beard growth, men in, say, 30 plus. I guess you're in that range. Oh, um, yeah, 30s. What, yeah, absolutely. What else do we want to say? Um, helps you to look better for women. I don't know. You, you just paste in whatever you need here. That's probably not enough, but we'll just do it now. I'm going to upload the picture that I removed the background and click generate. And you're going to see here, um, hopefully in a number of seconds, um, kind of this infographic generated. Um, and again, like I've used this template, but we have, you know, we have a number and this is growing um, of, of these templates to uh, to use here and you can go and change everything but it, it gives you a good start at least with the with the ai kels can you throw the website in there uh i believe uh shahid is uh looking for that and can you do a custom background so all of your yeah so like let's say you want to choose a different one i'll just yeah. do all this stuff now uh and this is amazing by the way it, and we have a lot of people listening right now if you have any comments about this what do you think about this tool this is or this app this is uh this is incredible so you can take all of the images that we generated uh earlier uh which will be in the photo section and yeah you can put in a custom stuff coming in here this i think this one was a nice one you can put in the custom background, uh, like so. You can kind of, maybe that's a bad infographic example, but you can add in the elements that you need to kind of, you know, bring this forward. Say something about the beard oil, whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can you can you can do all that stuff. Um, it's um, uh, yeah. So, so you can do that, and we also have the ability to generate the product listings in in any language um spanish french german hindi bengali you name it um and we are working to um we're working to improve this and add in the like optimized keywords but right now you just you'd have to find your own ones using a, a separate tool but we'll get there uh, we'll get there with an amazon api shortly um so so yeah that's um that's kind of what we've got at the moment um uh shahid says yeah it's like canva it's like Canva, but we are going like we are building um, specifically for marketplace listings. Um, you can AI generate your product image, uh, your infographic, your A plus content, your text, and I'm very very excited about where we are going with with this tool. Um, so right now, um, I don't think you, you you certainly can't put like a the biggest challenge with AI is this hallucinations piece, right? Um, if you try to use a mid-journey or something like this and put in your beard oil with mid-journey, what you'll get is totally random beard oils um, because AI really struggles to, um, you know, it's generative by nature. So it's trying to create, you know, new caps on the on the lid and new logos. And that's that's literally what it's been done by nature, right? It's been trained on thousands of images of, of, um, of serums and like it knows what a serum is and it's going to add random pieces to your serum. So what we've been very, very focused on is enabling lifestyle images with your specific product. And that's kind of like our unique, um, our USP, but you can put humans in it like I've shown you um, uh, and everything else. So it's, I would say we're more like a, 
we're more like a mid-journey, but with your specific product. But then we also have like the Canva AI generated feature as well and the listing feature as well, because we're like focused on, on marketplaces. So uh, there's a 3D rendering. Okay, so let's say I yeah. have a pillow or sheets or some apparel that's wrinkled. Can I can I use this to to make a, a 3D rendering of something? So um, interesting question, and I, I can give you a bit of a history to answer that about our business. We started off trying to do that. So when we we first launched our business in September 2022, and in that iteration. What we did was similar to what you said, Norm. We would train a model on multiple images um, of, a, of a singular product. And we would then tr like, cr try and create this 3D render that you can put in any, any situation. Um, this was like, it was successful, but the challenge was the scalability. Because what we would have to do is literally train a model for each individual product. And in that way, although once you had a... Um, I mean, to be clear, like, I think that the, oh, okay, different point. I won't make it now, but yeah. So, so, so we had that, but the challenge was we, we'd had to change an interview product um, for all your SKUs. And like, when we were trying to scale, it, it, it just wasn't, it just wasn't plausible. So we've now moved to this, this way where we have fine tuned to, for specifically for the e-commerce use case. And we kind of place the input image in the output image. It normally takes about seven seconds to generate an image and, and you can generate thousands. Um, but, um, but yeah, so, so it is, it is, it is possible, but not, not with us currently in this, in this format. Are you going down that path? We, um, I think one of the big challenges, uh, uh, with, with kind of in the startup world, and maybe you've had this as well is focus. We've definitely had clients interested in doing this, uh, uh, particularly enterprise clients, you know, large furniture sellers, for example, our challenge is that we only, you know, we have a small team. Um, we've got two AI researchers, my co-founder, and a couple of prompt engineers part-time. So we don't really have, we need to be really focused as a team to, to you know, to build the best product in one product and, and not to try and build too many different things. So we aren't doing it right now. That being said, like in the future, um, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to, but it's not it's not on our roadmap. We want to build right now the best co-pilot for Amazon sellers to optimize their listings. Okay, very good. It's amazing. And um, anyways, what we're going to try to do for those of you uh, who might be listening on a podcast in our show notes, um, I'll, I'll see if we could take some uh, screenshots and put them in there just so you can see exactly what we're talking about. So I've used a, a, a couple of uh, different apps and this is uh, one of the better ones. Like there are, there are other ones out there, but yeah. something so easy uh, and specifically made for e-commerce. Uh, it's so nice. It's, and, and it's just mm -hmm. so easy like the user interface seems to be, um, that's it. It's a use, simple, easy user interface. Anyways, you know, I don't usually talk about apps when I'm on the show. Occasionally I do. Sure. No, um, no. But, yeah. uh, you know, what? where we're going with this is incredible. And, you know, with, with you so much in the industry, like mm -hmm. where are we going with, where, like, where can this go? 
I'm gonna I, I'm gonna give three things, and this is what I love to think about. And and I like, given um, my background, I like my my first introduction to AI was actually at Amazon. Thank you, cool hand, um, ninety nine. Um, my my first introduction was to AI was Amazon. I was um, I I was I actually studied history at university, so not not technical, but I was on the Amazon machine unit. You, Amazon Machine Learning University, which which is like an internal thing um, where they would kind of teach you how to do all of this stuff. And I ended up kind of um, managing kind of like uh, what, what we would call now deterministic AI, like classification of ASINs and, and this kind of stuff as part of my job, I'd say four or five years ago now. But anyway, my number one um, thing that I think is going to change is search. And I don't think this is particularly controversial insight anymore. But what I can what I can maybe add, which maybe people don't know, is that Amazon recently, and recently I mean in the last three or four months, opened and then closed some recs, um, job job recs, in which they said we're reimagining search. You know, data AI scientists like come reimagine search with us. Basically, outlining um, that you know publicly that they're going to change search on the website, and. I I would I would imagine um, you know knowing knowing it how I do is that we would have this kind of Bing and I, I don't know if your uh, people have used Bing but it's like it's kind of like a co-pilot on the side of um, your browser where you're just you know chatting and I would I would imagine Amazon launching something like this quickly um, where they where they kind of would just type in uh, you know they would know your your shopping history which they do. They would know your location. Um, they would they would then try and surface to you, based on your specific request in a conversational style, specific products. So rather than showing fifty products a page in four pages, you're going to get five, but they're going to be specifically tailored. And I think this is something which is um, which is going to completely change how SEO works. But I think Amazon don't really have a choice in this because um, there's already startups which have been you know backed. Um, places like ollie.ai where they have kind of this search um search based interface where you kind of you you write you you give them a few details about you like oh i'm max i'm buying a present for my girlfriend she likes to go to the theater and then they uh you know and i'm in london or toronto my base uh and then they'll give you um like specific you know um uh specific recommendations so this is and Bing Bing shopping have also launched like a shopping thing, which is similar. So Amazon are going to have to, similar to Google, kill the cash cow, which is ads, in my opinion, and search is gonna is gonna completely change. Mm. Uh, I was reading on the weekend about Hexa and uh, how the uh, Amazon is, I guess, invested or bought Hexa uh, yep. to develop three uh, D imagery around two D. Uh, how do you see that rolling out? I haven't, um, I haven't uh, seen that, so I need to, oh, I need to okay. double check rather than speculate. <laughs> the, the space is moving. The space is moving so fast. Um, it's, it's, it's generally trying. To, it's hard to keep up. Uh, but I thank you for the flag. I'll, I'll, um, I'll have a look. All right, it's um, called Hexa, H uh, E X A, yeah. and um, what what Amazon wants to do with this uh, company is to take all of their two D images and change them automatically into 3d mm, wow yeah i mean that that's pretty um 
that's pretty unique uh and uh, yeah i haven't even, i haven't thought about that that kind of feels more like down the metaverse kind of roots of the world right and actually amazon launched this really cool thing i don't know if you if, if it's still live but i remember this they, where you could kind of use your phone and place like the the product in the room so they would kind of like 3d scan um you know they 3d scan that your room and you could like use your phone in like a kind of mixed reality thing to like place in a sofa or a coffee I don't know. I don't know what's happened to this, but it definitely was live for a little bit, or like in, yeah. at least in like beta a little bit. And they did that with, uh, I believe it was Explore, you know, where where you could just take your garage and and just have this, uh, you know, just different room uh, mm-hmm. up here, and where you could have all your products lined up. Uh, and I don't know. I thought it was such a cool idea when I saw it, but I, I yeah, uh, it's probably it's just on the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, my other comment on the Apex thing is like Amazon operates like Amazon is so massive and operates across so many categories that like there's so many use cases apart from marketplace. So I don't I don't know what this is, but for example, like they just do, like they do the walkout, they walk in, walk out, checkout thing in stores. They do you know they do like seven hundred uh, you know the whole all of AWS. Um, so who knows? Uh, like I, I don't I don't know. Um, my, um, I can go on to my other kind of insight on um, where I think this is going. Mm-hmm. And this, again, is it's quite interesting. Um, but this is from, from Mr. Bill Gates, um, who basically did an amazing quote uh, saying, you'll never go to a search site again. You'll never shop on Amazon. And he was referencing Reid Hoffman's um, Inflection AI. And Inflection AI are building personal assistants. So they're building, a, a, you know, these personal assistants, they're going to go and in the future, you're going to kind of, uh, in this world, confide everything you need in this in this assistant. It's going to be like Google, but it's going to know you and, and it'd be able to do tasks like an auto GPT, like find your, you know, find, find your stuff on Amazon. And I think that the, the thinking here, I don't know how much I buy into it, to be honest, just, just to kind of put this idea out there, um, is that... Um, you know, your personal assistant will know in your home that you're missing, you know, you love to cook omelette and you don't have any eggs. So like, why would you go to Amazon or any other store, but you just go to your personal assistant and say, um, you know, make, get, get me the things, all of the things I need to do the eggs and it's going to do it for you. So it's going to be like an application layer above, um, above Amazon. So that's, a, that's enough. That's an interesting use case, um, which I, I do see some merit in, although I don't think Amazon's going to, going to go away quietly at all i don't think so but uh who knows who knows <laughs> yeah uh okay so it is the bottom of the hour and uh, just in case you're uh you're new uh we we'll be answering questions at the top of the hour uh but we also give away a um a giveaway every single podcast so today uh we're giving away max why don't you explain it we're giving away access, a free access for a month for the tool. Um, I, I, um, I, you know, I've been drilled into me by my various accelerators that, that I've been on um, that you should never give anything away for free if it has value as a as a kind of founder because you, you need to be proving the use case. But this is a very unique time when I will be doing that. So yeah, excited to be giving it away for for free um, to, to to someone on the wheel. All right, fantastic. So. As you can see, there's so much opportunities just to play around with it and get ahead of the game. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm also going to be doing something that I have never offered before, but uh, we're doing Amazon lives every Tuesday and Thursday and on either Saturday or Sunday. Oh my God. I don't know why I do this, but anyways, I do. And on prime day, uh, there are brands that we're charging uh, well in well over a thousand dollars for to go on Prime Day with us, and uh, I'm looking for two brands, and I'm going to do them for free for you. So if you have two brands, either if they're here or if you can get them to me within, and that's shipping them to uh, my place in Toronto. Um, then I'll go live with them and I'll promote them for you. And I'm going live probably a few times on Prime Day. So that's absolutely free along with the other products that I'm sending. So that's completely separate from the giveaway. But if you are interested, either the first two that we see in comment, send it over to me. Uh, and Kelsey will give you all the information on that. The other thing, if you have comments, this is something that is a really interesting conversation comments or questions about this we've already got four or five questions uh, i'm probably expecting a few more and then we'll make sure that we get them answered all right so kelsey if you're doing your job right and you're not too tired from the weekend can you hit that button so we can get a sponsor this episode of lunch with norm is sponsored by Shergo marketing ready to take your brand to the next level on tiktok and instagram Shergo Marketing specializes in helping entrepreneurs and coaches build profitable brands on TikTok and Instagram and in less than 90 days. With Shergo Marketing, you can build your brand, create incredible video content, and increase leads without spending a single dime on ad spend. Visit ShergoMarketing.com today and elevate your brand. Now, let's get back to the show. All right. Okay. So, uh, again, if you're new, uh, the reason why we're not answering your questions right now on the spot is because uh, we answer it towards the top of the hour. Uh, let's see. Where do we go from here? It's been, this has been great. Um, let's talk, let's go back to those images and uh, let's talk about prompting and how you can prompt for images. Sure. So, I, I see a lot, of, a lot of what I call prompt porn around, and it's kind of this like, yeah, like use this and make fifty grand a month of ChatGPT with these six prompts. So like, I, I really don't, I don't want to be one of these people. What I, what I would, what I would say is we have done a lot of research internally, um, where we look at all of, you know, we we have we have a lot of customers. Um, we've been live for a long, you know, basically since the start of this AI stuff started. And we, we've looked at the prompts internally, we've ranked them in terms of one to 10 on how accurate the prompt was to the output image, and then one to 10 on how engaging the, the output image is, like, do, do we like it or not? And this is um, given us kind of a, a, a basic structure um, of how we think is best to prompt um, and, and for images. And I will, I'll put this in the, in the chat and then I can talk about each one. But basically the structure, the structure is as follows. Um, is it going to go in? Yeah. So the subject, which is your uh, product, in or on the scenario location, like how it's interacting with its um, background, and then the descriptors. So I'll go into each one. Like, number one, the subject. Um, the AI, well, 
don't start with please can you do this or put my blah 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 like we do see some of this um in our in our um in our tool with our customers and the ai like you don't need to be polite to it like i'm i'm british so i'm naturally polite but like you don't need to be polite to it just tell it what to do uh because it will just be it will give you better results and like we we we've, we've seen like the 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 data on this so secondly on the subject like the your the ai isn't going to know your specific brand so if you saw in my example i said beard oil the ai will understand what beard oil is from the labeling and the training data it will understand what most generic products are chair necklace you name it it'll get it but if you say um maxi boy 5000 imagine that's like kind of funky chair it's going to have it's just going to have no idea what 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 you're referring to and therefore it's going to produce you know something more random so so that's on the subject um i'll just move on please stop me if i'm if 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 you want to yeah i was just going to say yeah. with prompts uh being canadian uh once it answers i always say thank you i don't know just <laughs> <Canadian>. <laughs> there we go i think we're we're kind of alike in, in that in that regard um but um but yes uh so the second one is like the scenario or location so you want to then kind of describe how your product is going to interact with with the image so like is it on a table is it um on a kitchen counter is it you know on a mountainside on a beach like just describing that like giving the ai understanding of where um where like how how much you place the product and then and then the last one is a descriptor so we found and I, I we've written a free guide and we're happy I had to share this afterwards or but um basically there's a bunch of descriptors which are really useful um the main one being like camera lenses and cameras because in the training set data if you reference a camera you're telling the ai to go and look at you know similar images which have been tagged of a camera and typically these are going to be the high quality images right these are going to be you know the very um beautiful beautifully set ones so it's good to reference like a, a camera a, the different lens so if you're doing like a mac pro photo of like this coffee you want like a um i'm going to mess this up now an a, a 185 millimeter lens or something like this if you're doing portrait you've got an 85 millimeter lens if you're doing landscape it's a 34 mm lens i'm no photographer but i've just learned this because it's um it helps the ai ai to you know go to images similar to which has been trained on in that in in that specific output that you're trying to get um and then you could also add descriptors like someone in the background like we did the man with the beard in the background or 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 anything else so that's that's kind of like the anatomy that we or that we found is is the best in in the image space so the the more particular you can get on the camera so not only the lens but what about the depth of field the, the style exactly. of lighting exactly. so the more yeah. the more detail you put in the better exactly right yeah so I if you it. don't know if you don't know the depth of field or the shutter speed um you can describe it i would think you could describe it saying more of a blurry background right yes so yes. yeah yeah um but it's always good if you don't know uh, anything about a camera, especially uh, like if you're working with a mid journey, for example, you know, put in these prompts that are, are very detailed. And how do you learn it? There are, I guarantee you that there's YouTube videos talking about, you know, the 10 things you have to know about photography uh, to get better prompting. 
Um, and maybe Kelsey, while we're on here, if you can kind of do a quick search, maybe uh, you can find something for the listeners. But uh, we'd also really love that guide that you're talking about. Yeah, well. yeah. Let me let me let me paste that in the chat. Um, uh, give me one second. Sure. Um, uh, so my I'll carry on talking if it's okay. So the second the second the second kind of piece of advice I would have is oh, I hope that's not with it. Yeah, that that should be there. Um, the second one that I would have is experimentation. I would say like even. Even like the and we we just had an office hours uh, in in our company uh, with like two of the really leading kind of researchers in this field um, uh, and kind of we sat down like our team and, and these guys and like even these guys don't know how these models don't work like it's a complete mystery it's a complete black box mm. um, and therefore like you need to you need to experiment you need to um, understand that it's not going to happen the first time like it's never going to happen the first time around. And actually like experimentation and iteration is a very important uh, part of like prompt engineering. And then my tip or for chat GPT or, or a text-based model would be, let's say you've you, like, in your, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't want to show you an example in case it's private, but let's say you're writing something and, and then at the end of it, you get exactly what you want. You can say, um, tell me how, Tell me what I should do to get to this output next. What prompt I should write to get to this output next time, or something in this, something to that effect, where you're basically asking ChatGPT what, like, you've done all this experimentation iteration, you've gone from something which looks kind of crap to something that you really like. Sorry, swearing. And then you go, okay, like, what, what what's the prompt to get here? And then you start from that point next time, and you just have like a folder in your in your computer, whatever, of the, those prompts, because. Um, I found nine times out of 10, like ChatGPT will, will, will give you a good prompt to get to that output and it might not be perfect, but it'll, it'll get you a lot closer to where you want to be. You know, you're starting from, uh, you know, 70% rather than, you know, 0% uh, next time you're doing it. You know, I was talking with uh, Larissa over at Intellirank and she's doing a lot with AI as well. <clears throat> and something she told me ab uh, about editing a prompt, which... Uh, it, it really changed the way that I was doing things. I didn't know this and I was doing this quite a bit and I overlooked this where let's say that you have a prompt. So you've got this really long session or chat going on and all of a sudden, and this happens a lot where all of a sudden your, your, uh, your prompt will start to go off target and you want to bring it back on target. She told me something, uh, two things that I thought were really cool. First of all, edit your prompt. And just go back, you know, mm. click, click the button, go in and re-edit it. And I went, oh, I didn't know I could do that. Then when I resubmit, I get the output and it's perfect. Like, well, depending, it might be three or four or five different times, but it ends mm -hmm. up being what I want. And it's just not, you know, going down and, and taking up space. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the other thing, uh, and if you're not familiar, if this is driving you crazy, this is one of those little newbie things that I learned that uh, that stopped me from losing more hair. And that's when I was <laughs> copying. So I, what I would do is I would control C, copy, and put it into a Word document or put it wherever, and I'd have the black background. And it was and it's so simple to get rid of it. And it's just a little box right beside, like to the right, there's usually three things up 
down th- up down thumb and then a box that has uh, an it looks like an editing like it's just a page click mm-hmm. it it's copied and I, I know it's newbie but it, i could not have been the only person that was going crazy with that yeah so anyways sorry to go like i don't know if kelsey told you max but i go down different rabbit holes I'm <laughs> no, i got i got pre- i've listened to the podcast for no my <laughs> okay many times actually so anyways carry on <laughs> um i'll give i'll give one last prompt sure uh sorry tip god uh one last tip before we move on from this which is um or oh, which one should i go for i think i've already touched on this but this is one of my favorite ones which is try to understand the characteristics and the limitations of the model you're using um like ai cannot like ai right now is at its nascent stage to where it will be. It's amazing. It you know it can drive incredible results. It can make you 10x faster and and 10x more efficient and 10x more che- cheaper than 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 your current processes. But it's not going to be able to do everything, right? Right. And I think it's it's important to think about. And you don't need to be a scientist to do this, but it's important to think about like how has this model been trained? Like what can I see? Like like just think like logically like. How has it been trained and therefore what can I expect? So I'll give you an example. Like ChatGPT, we don't actually know what it's been trained on, but it's been we think it's been trained on like scraped data from the internet, lots of scraped data. So you know that you're um, uh, on, on like random websites and journalist pages and this kind of stuff. So you know kind of you're going to be able to get good text. It's not going to be particularly accurate in in some ways because it's come from all of the data on the internet. Uh, you know, it's getting better as they're, as they're making more complex the newer versions. Um, equally, like on 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 some image tools like Midjourney, like again, like we, you, you just think about like the kind of data it's been trained on, and therefore um, that can help you if you're prompting. Like Midjourney has a very specific way of of writing the prompts, and my guess would be this is because they have a very specific way of labeling the the ingestion data that they're using, and you know their their, their quality is better than anyone, um, and it's probably because they've got this like super fine like refined way of labeling and training um which you know like dali and and others don't have um so uh, but therefore now you know that kind of you should you should use that in in your prompting so i think it's you you should um rather than kind of going in being like oh it's going to solve all my problems let's just type some stuff and like see what happens you should try and just think about like what what is this model for what it what how has it been trained um, you could probably read, like, you could probably just type into Bing and and get an answer to any of these questions, right? It's not, it's like, you didn't even need to know the answer. You just need to have the question and and, and you can find the answer quickly now uh, using AI. And and that would help you with, with how you would do your prompt. Okay. So last question before we get into the questions, it's more about the action steps. What mm-hmm. action steps can you provide to uh, some of the listeners that they should be on right away? What action sets could I? I would, um, I would, I would say that, like you know, your, and I think it's in the title of the um, the podcast, right? Like, this is your competitors are using this, so you should be, um, you should be aware, you should be experimenting. I think the phase we're in right now, um, and we're even talking to like some large enterprise, like very big customers, like. Everyone is in this experiment experimentation phase, and I think that's where like businesses should be, and I think they should be doing like 
on whatever level it is, like rapid testing, what is the smallest test possible you could do and the easiest to see if this works? So like you don't need to change everything at once, but could you test one product and test, you know, for for two weeks and, and use Amazon however you want to do that. So I would I would say like be mind like understand like be aware of what's happening and then like understand what like specific experiments you're doing and this is advice that i've got and i'll, I'll share it because i i think most of your people will be business owners or like or like running you know running businesses in some form um is that like learning learning is cool right but like what you really want to be doing is like setting experiments to define exactly what you want to be learning so i want to be learning x i want to be learning y how can i send an experiment to in order for us to test that as quickly as possible and then i can like iterate and move so i think that's how i would think about um ai right now okay very good all right kelsey let's get into some of these questions all right so let's see our first question is from simon uh why do you think the key ai architects at google and elon musk and big voices like this are saying ai is dangerous i love this question um i love this question and i'm going to I'm going to answer it in a long-winded way, but hopefully, it's, hopefully it makes sense, <laughs> as I have done with all of these questions. Um, I think, firstly, like there's a lot of discussion about AI regulation. Well, firstly, the direction that Google, yes, there's a lot of there's a lot of discussion about AI regulation. What people are talking about regulating are LLMs and GANs and the kind of stuff we'll be discussing, like ChatGPT, you know, generating images, that kind of stuff. That's what people are discussing, uh, legislating right now. Where Google and um, uh, and Elon Musk, uh, I don't know specifically Elon Musk, but definitely Sam Altman at OpenAI, have explicitly say they're going is artificial general intelligence, which is a totally different thing from like a chatbot, and you know like what we have now, where you're basically predicting the next word really well, or like creating an image that looks very similar to a training data but slightly different based on your prompt. Like these uh, AGI is um is you know is going to be smart like an, a human level intelligence where it can you know learn like a human brain and take action you know in in a 10x way to how a human can and I, I i worry about how agi could be going and i think it we do need a pause on agi i think coming back to the question why people are talking about taking a pause now is I think it's very self-interested, to be honest. I think like these big companies, um, OpenAI, like Elon Musk has just raised a, raised a ton of money to like build his like own version of of OpenAI. Um, uh, Microsoft, uh, sorry, Apple, Facebook, all these companies, they have they have like a, 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 a some advantage now, and they're trying to stop this, they're trying to regulate it, and therefore make it completely impossible for. Um, anyone to catch up and like establish that moat and if you you know not to get too political but if you see um, how like heavily regulated industries perform let's say aviation or or um, healthcare if it's heavily regulated what you end up with is a monopoly of one or two or three big players because it takes forever to do anything and a great example of this is actually the current EU legislation and UK is not in the EU anymore so this wouldn't apply to us but I feel for the start of the founders in the EU they would have to apply to the EU and they would have to, you know, 
get them to check everything that they're doing. And that could take three months. And in this for a startup, like three months, you, you can't do anything. It's, it's going to kill you, right? You don't have, you don't have time to kind of go through these bureaucratic means. So I think there's, there's definitely a lot of self-interest in, in these calls that AI is dangerous um, in what's been currently regulated. That being said, AGI, which is a totally separate thing to what we've been talking about for the whole of the show is completely dangerous. And I like, I, I do think like this is, um, this is scary, but it's kind of like it's very hypocritical for these these kind of leaders to be calling for a slowdown on one end at the at the other end. They're using their companies to like, you know, go full speed to to build here. So that's 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 my, that's my answer to to that one. Perfect. Not long winded. <laughs> All right. And uh, AMZ Elite says this is a great answer. I've never heard that complex and interesting approach in the past. Thank you, AMZ Elite. There we go. And then Simon says, uh, but aviation and healthcare are regulated to ensure. True. No, no. He's very sarcastic. No, no. But I like, I, I, I agree with AGI. There's a problem in it. It, 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 it's, it. it is like something that does need to be regulated. And like, I would question, do we even need to build it at all? Like, why the hell, why the hell are we building this like alien life form that, can, you know, like, I don't know. That's a separate question. But I think like the what we're currently talking about in in the in the EU and like in some states in the US about regulating is not inherently dangerous in any way, really. Like we, you know, you could ask, you could argue that fake news could explode, but we've had ChatGPT and it hasn't. But like there hasn't been like so so you've done that test already. Like, does fake news explode if you can create articles that like a million you know, in a second, and it hasn't, right? So, so you know that. I mean, that is kind of the thing that people are most worried about. So, I don't know why you kind of you would assume that if more people in a decentralized way can create more niche types of chatbots, you know, one for e-commerce, one for law, one for this, one for that, why like that would suddenly be dangerous? Whereas, like what we have at the moment, which is like three companies, is dangerous. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't buy it. Um, but that's my opinion. Okay. All right. And from Shahid. Uh, is there any AI which can compare images and give outputs with uh, the best converting in infographics after analysis? So we are, I want to say content in the future. I don't know is the answer. Like it's definitely like the direction we're trying to go in and like we're building super fast. So, um, so yeah, I would, uh, yeah, I'd hope so soon. Okay. And then our last question about AI. Uh, let me see. Oh, I just lost it. Um, okay. Sorry. Just a second. Uh, what's your recommendation for better style lighting and shadows and curves uh, when it comes to AI? Sure. So we like, I would refer you to the, to the prompt guide, but I'll just read it because I have it in front of me. Uh, so for lighting, we have like prompts at the end, such like in the descriptor section of a prompt, natural lighting, diffuse lighting, hard lighting, neon lighting sunny partly cloudy overcast um you know left-sided light right-sided light i think i think the point is like it really specifically depends on the like the unique use case and therefore like you need to you need to be specific in the the image you're trying to generate and if you're trying to generate an image of like um indoors and you might want like you know window and lighting coming from the left or right or or whatever or like natural sunlight um, whereas if you're in a uh, on a street, maybe you want like neon light. Um, but I would just say like the my my answer would be like the specific lighting that makes that image. Like there's no one like hack which is going to like do it for for everything, right? But like the specific 
lighting in, in your imagined output, you should include because I wouldn't rely on the AI necessarily to, to do it by itself at the moment. And there are options when you're working with it. Tell me if I'm wrong, uh, Max, but you can you could talk about um, on 45 degree angles, a kicker light. You could have diffuser filters, what type of diffuser yeah. filters. You could use Kelvin temperatures. Uh, there's all sorts of ways of doing it or even descriptions. Yeah, yeah. I think I think our last guest, uh, we, were, we were talking about this for some reason. They were saying that uh, photographers right now really love using AI because they can be so specific and they know the exact technologies yeah. and the vocabulary yeah. to get those perfect images. So um, if you know a photographer, re maybe reach out to them or ask your, uh, maybe not the product photographer that you're not using anymore. But <laughs> <laughs> if you have a photographer hey, friend. To use. All this is going to do is uh, help the industry. That's yeah. all I'm yeah. going to say. Yeah. And can I can I make I know we're going slightly over, but can I just make a comment on that, which is like at the advent of photography, um, uh, you know, people, uh, you know, very significant philosophers were published us saying, oh, this is a death of art, like art is going to completely die. And if you kind of think about what used to happen pre-photography, you'd have all these illustrators in like the Victorian magazines and this kind of stuff. And fast forward, um, you know, 70 years, um, we have more illustrators than ever. There's like 30,000 illustrators in the US. They have one of the highest job satisfactions out of all um, out of all jobs. This is true. And they also, and what are they doing? They're doing stuff like making Pixar movies and Disney movies, which would be completely un unimaginable to like the people who are like saying, oh, you know, photography is going to kill illustrators. So I don't, I don't buy this for a second. Like you're going to need images you're going to need images to train models. Um, you're still going to want Im images in 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 some in some format. So, like, I, I just think you know, t technology is in, like lift all boats. I don't I don't, I don't I don't think that it's really going to be the death to this or the death to that. I agree with you. All right, and AMZ Elite is Max from the UK. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I can never tell. All right, London. and uh, Shahid is just uh, wants to make a comment about uh, he's using his product photography or looking to make that main image, um, so there's less to play with the uh, with the white background. But there is, yeah. you know, Shahid. Uh, I, I was at a, an event last weekend and it was or two weekends ago now, and was talking about this where you can change that image, like that white image. If you take a look at all your competitive analysis and what what does it look like? I was using a knife example where you have a black box and nine out of 10 had black boxes and we changed that into a yellow box or we had this knife go from right to left rather than like just flipped it. Uh, everybody else was going from the handle to the, the blade. We switched it around just to show and we proved it that uh, people, their eyes went directly to that light or directly to that image but that's not it when you can create an image that's either a better quality image better lighting uh, you do have room to play to make that image stand out better um so yes you only have the white background but there are ways that you can play around with that to make it jump off the page um so yeah we are limited but you can you, you have some leeway 
Okay, so I think that's it. Uh, let's see. Last chance. Uh, in 30 seconds, we'll be going over to the wheel. So if you are interested in our giveaway today is the free month from Max uh, to use his app. Uh, just hashtag Wheel of Kelsey, tag two people, and you'll get a second entry. All right, Kels, let's go over to the uh, the wheel. This episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by Jeff Schick Legal. Amazon suspensions are very real. But how do sellers like us protect ourselves against these costly suspensions without spending thousands of dollars? For a very low monthly retainer of just $89, get full access to Amazon attorney Jeff Schick. Mention Lunch with Norm and receive 50% off the first two months. Visit jeffschick.com today. That's J-E-F-F-S-C-H-I-C-K.com. Now let's get back to the show. All right. So Kels just, uh, we got one that came in from Yusef. And then uh, let's get over to the wheel. Okay. Uh, before we do, uh, Max, do you want to let everyone know oh, contact yeah. information? And... Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so you can contact me at max at ecomtent.ai. That's E-C-O-M-T-E-N-T dot A-I. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. It's probably my biggest one. Um, yeah, quite cringy, but there I am nowadays kind of talking about stuff about Amazon and, and whatnot and AI. So yeah, um, we have TikTok. It's not managed by me, but if you if you prefer the TikTok, we're there as well. Well, well, Kelsey will promote you for sure on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, here we go. Uh, here's the wheel of Kelsey. It's time for the wheel of Kelsey. Right, popular. Look at that. Okay, so I'm gonna shuffle these up. We do this every single podcast, so uh, make sure you come back Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And let's see who today's winner is. If you are the winner, please email me k at lunchwithnorm.com. And it looks like Redbeard. All right, Redbeard. All right, congratulations. That's a nice prize. And uh, sorry, Ismael, uh, I hope I pronounced your name right, but you got in a little bit late. But tune in next time, and uh, you'll be able to enter. Also, uh, Kels, uh, anybody who was interested in that um, uh, the Amazon Live uh, promotion, just uh, get me over their information, and we'll, uh, we'll promote their products. Okay? All right. So, uh, oh, uh, I know this came up two or three times. What's the cost of your service? We start. We we have packages starting from ninety five dollars a month, which is for the image generator, uh, and one hundred and sixty five is image plus infographic, infographic plus listing. Um, so we have uh, yeah, and then we have one in the middle, which is images and infographics for one three. All right, that's a fair price. Hey, go to a go to a photographer and go to a, you know a, 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 a graphic artist. Uh, you'll be paying quite a bit, and uh, you just like uh, was. I have not tried this, but it's impressed me. I sent when, it to you. <laughs> what's that? I said I sent it to you, but it's fine. Did you? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Don't worry. Oh, well, right, let me know. it must have gone into my spam or something. But uh, okay. anyways, <laughs> anyways, I'll have to ask for that link again because it looks awesome. All right. So 
thank you for joining us today. Max, you were awesome. Stay in the, like when you get removed, stay in the uh, green room and uh, I will come right back to you. So thank you everybody for joining us today. Want more great information? Don't forget to subscribe by clicking here. Also, if you want to check out our latest podcasts, click over here. Entrepreneur, entrepreneur, entrepreneur.